Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, where we have interesting conversations over a great bottle of wine. I'm Sarah J. Halstead, your host. Support the show by subscribing, following, and liking our episodes. Check out my website, Sarah J. Halstead, for the latest stand updates and all my social media links. In this episode, I get to interview my great friend, Jamie Kaler. Jamie is a comedian, actor, and fellow podcaster. We had a lot of fun catching up over a great bottle of Acrobat Pinot Noir. Here's my interview with Jamie. Jamie Kaler, thanks for dropping by drinking during business hours. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know there was a podcast. I just heard there were drinks available. And I was like, daytime drinking? That's Away my, from my children? Yes. That's that's what I do to get people yeah. here. I don't tell yeah. them the podcast aspect of it. I, I just, all in. I say is drinking during business hours, and they don't, yeah, say no more. So, shall we break so the I, seal? I heard, and, uh, so, so I opened a nice bottle of Pinot Noir because... You told me that's what you like. I like Pinot Noir very much. <laughs> I could go along. I, I could say, well, yeah, I just, you know, lucky guess that you like Pinot. So mm. we're drinking Acrobat Pinot Noir from Oregon. And Ooh. cheers. Cheers. And I, thank you. This cilantro. Is, cilantro. Cilantro, exactly. <laughs> but um, this, is, this is the first time we're, like, really sitting down and talking. Mm-hmm. It's always been in the back room of a club while another yeah. comic's on stage. And we're like, hey, bloody, yeah. bloody, blah. While somebody was telling jokes on stage. Exactly. Yeah. And we also saw each other at a casting once. At an yes. audition. Yeah. And, w- and we were whispering and we were trying to prepare. And I didn't want to get in your zone. Do you remember specifically what it was? Because I have no recollection. My, my show was American Horror Story, but you were going in for something else. Oh, it was, was I know, Laurel Canyon. Yeah, uh, Bright Daniels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, mine was not that one. Okay. I would love to be on American Horror Story. I've been called in 35 times. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be on it, too. I had that for Will Becker. You tell Ryan Murphy, please. <laughs> Somebody. To just give, throw me a bone already 35 well, they always, times. They always tell you, like, <laughs> they like you. They keep bringing you back. And I'm like, you, they don't like me enough uh, to hire me, but yeah, they like me enough what? to bring me back. I, Becker was like that. I like auditioned for Becker maybe maybe 10 times. Suzanne Goddard Smythe, who's the best, such a sweetheart okay. casting director. And she kept bringing me back, and it was always positive. I mean, I would walk in to the room, and we'd all be like, hey, James. I'd never worked for them once, but we'd auditioned so you, many times that I knew everybody guard. in the room, and they knew me, and then all the cat, and all the, <laughs> uh, the producers and stuff knew me, and they're like, hey, Jamie. And I would go in and go, hey, is this the one? Maybe today's the day. And they would all go, maybe. And then it was not. And That's I never crazy. I never booked it. You would think out of guilt after a while. Right? They There's would no just feel no. shitty and There's just no. say, you know, There's yeah, no you're right. There is, there is none. But the problem Agreed. is each part, I was in the mix, but there was always somebody who was a little bit better that day for it and better for the right part. Uh, I guess so. I mean, we see who gets the roles, right? I sure. Mean, I, I just read I'm for bad. something I, on a really big show that was a big part, and I, you knew there was an offer out because mm-hmm. it was just too good of a part. Uh, and you're like, there's already, obviously. And the casting, they were like, they sent it at 8 o'clock the night before. It was due at like noon the next day. Somebody had fallen out or something uh, was happening. But I was sent it in. I was like, ah. Oh. And I, I, and I, you, mean, uh, I mean, I, I haven't not got it. 
But I, I yeah. Well, maybe this will be the one. I mean, maybe, that's what I was people say. You don't know that yet. I go, yeah, you know. You know. Yeah, you kind of know. Because right? they would call you within hours and be like, pin you for these dates. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah that that's, happen. you know, kind of how it works. It did not happen. But I tell you, you have had a blessed career. I mean, I, you have so many credits I, it just there's hardly any room. High highs and low lows. I tell wow, people. like just you, and it, it goes way back. I mean, Aww. you've been a working actor for decades. Will somebody tell my wife that? For, <laughs> for the love of God, she she doesn't know what I do for a living. Now, what, what do, but what would, what does your wife do for a living? She works in the pharmaceutical industry. She has Perfect. a great career, and she's Perfect. she's awesome, and has a super career. And uh, so we juggle. We have two kids, and we juggle. Yeah, but it's funny because so uh, her. Friend, some one of her friends texted her. There was a photo of me on TV, and I'm in a cleanup crew outfit, and I'm cleaning up like a murder scene. And she's like, she thought it was like a job I had done. She's like, what, what are you doing? Are you doing some cleanup or something? I go, it's a movie. It's on Netflix. Do you remember actor. when I shot this thing? She was like, I have no recollection of that. I was like, I shot for like a week on this movie wow. Aftermath and she had, she was like oh my friend sent me a photo and I was like yeah doesn't remember no no recollection that's great <laughs> I mean, but I mean is she... she's never seen I was on My Boys for four seasons she's like a, she's never seen an episode she's a busy woman no she's <laughs> not she's <laughs> busy scrolling shoe stores online and, well, I guess. and hey that's those it. two kids I tell you they look okay first of all they just may be the I'm not just saying this they are the cutest kids I have ever seen. They are like the kids of Instagram. You're just saying. You have, I mean, oh my good. Have you seen his kids, Corey? Oh, the red hair. It's the only personalities. reason Personalities. Oh, I mean. It, Talk about personality. They really are. Really a lot of personality. And you had fun with them during COVID, I see. I mean, you were, you kept them busy. You were posting fun it's videos. It's so funny that people see that on social media. Um, yes. Yes, of course I had fun with them. But I also uh, almost didn't make it through the pandemic. I'm like, you told me. It we, was a train wreck of epic proportions. Yeah, I can't we, be alone. You can't be alone. In that department. Like, oh, I'm, no, no. My, my, I mean, my relationship didn't even make it no, through COVID. As we, you almost know. Yeah. we almost <laughs> you, you did. We almost did. Honestly, yeah. the jury's still out. We'll see what happens. But Well, I ran into you yeah. Like when we were kind of getting out of it. I we were ran starting into to, you we, at Comedy, comedy Chateau. Chateau? Ch- <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced? It's Chateau. not Chateau? Chateau. Chateau. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So- sorry, Felix. I'm joking. I love that. I'm love joking. Felix. Chateau. Okay, Chateau. Uh, the Comedy Chateau. Chateau. And, uh, um, and, um, and super fun, and and we ran into each other, yep. and um, and yeah, you were giving me the earful of the challenge that you had homeschooling. Uh, homeschooled, although if you talk to a real homeschool, they'll go, "You distance learned. You didn't homeschool," because they were on mm. Zoom with the schools. But okay, Claire well. was in kindergarten. Her very first year in school was done Aww. on Zoom. Aww. Hannah was in second grade. It was a train wreck of epic proportions, and we had just started construction on the house. We were Aww. adding a second story a month before the pandemic hit. Oh, so a three-month construction took a year. Uh, oh. I was out of work. Um, of course. And homeschooling. All actors were. And uh, yeah. it was... And all comics were. It was gruesome. Now, um, is it, the reason it took a year, The is it because the contractors were just so spread thin? Uh, you, they were waiting. Supplies were hard to get. Yeah. Um, we ended up making one little change and had to uh, get new permits or something. And so something mm. that would have taken like three days took three months because I L.A. Heard. was shut down. I heard and... this, the horror stories. Of but luckily, out. everyone's like, you you know, at first they were like, oh, you picked the worst timing. And now everyone told me I lucked out because 
the lumber prices, I had bought everything. Ooh, so now lucky. things are like three times as much. So I don't know. The whole thing's a shit show. But, well, let's but talk you got, about, but it's, but it's done, right? You got it. But you, it's done. And, and now you, it's fantastic. You, yeah, now you have But when great... it was going on, my wife was like, I told you not to do this stupid thing. <laughs> and now she's like, that's pretty great. I mean, we have there a second story go. away from the kids. So, uh, yeah, that's but it's, that's uh, really great. Yeah. When you have kids, it is a... Uh, they're an extension of your own nervous system. So any mm. pain they feel or trouble yeah. you feel. And so it was, uh, by the end of the day, my wife who was up in the closet, like on a zoom working 12 hours, never coming out, she'd be like, Hey, we should do dinner together. All of us. And I go, no, we, I've been <laughs> with them for you. 12 hours. My shift <laughs> is over. A lot of times uh. I wouldn't eat until they went to bed. I was like, I would just sit there like in a fetal position, sobbing. <laughs> trying to fake my own death and move to Bali. And then I was like, she's like, we should have dinner. I go, no, no. I think you were alone. I put them to bed and they go, dad, why are we going to bed at 5.15? I'm like, because I'm not going to make it. You have got to get away from me. Yeah. And we were drowning. I mean, we'd crack wine every day. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, wine? There's wine at this podcast? Yeah. yeah, At five o'clock, I'd start cooking dinner Mm -hmm. and um, have, you know, a glass or two. And then I'd be in bed by like 8.15. And then people people would go like... Uh, they would go, how you doing? And I, all I would ever say is survive in advance. That's all I ever said. Yeah. Survive in advance. I'm going to get, just get through this day. It was day by day. I would get through to the next day. Yeah. And so now it's okay, but I'm just over all of this with the travel and just the bold. Yeah. Um, I, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. You know, new and variant. Now, everyone, now it's just about, let's just, it's let's so divisive just live with it's this. Such, so, yeah, navigate it's around shitty. it. We're learning how to navigate around it. Yeah. And, but you, what, what's really impressive though, on, uh, you seem to have, you, it looks like you were working throughout because Tacoma was still go- going on. Uh, Tacoma um, was going on. I shot that right at the beginning of the year. That episode was affected by the by COVID. Okay. Um, everything I worked on this year was affected by now, COVID. Now, are you a series regular on that no, show? No, Re- no, no. So I just recurring. Recur. I just okay. recur. I'm the okay, that's chief in, of police. Yeah. But you know great, what I did do over the gig. pandemic? Great show. It is a super fun show. Yeah. And Lemmy and Heffernan. And you're great and, in it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. They, those guys are so much fun. I wish I was a series regular because it's the most fun I've had on a set since my boys, really. It was like... Yeah. People show up early. People don't want to leave. They You hang out. It's just everybody laughs. The show's oh, so funny. The best. Those guys are off shooting their new uh, Broken Lizard movie about the hunchback in Notre Dame. Oh, cool. And Lemmy's playing Quasimodo. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm much interested oh, in Oh, man. But, uh, oh. Yeah, but so that's they have a new Broken Lizard movie coming, but they're, those guys are working like lunatics. Yeah, but you, you seem to be working, though. I mean, you So got, I did you know, over the pandemic. I. Kept putting up crazy videos. It was like my only artistic output. And then by the end of the pandemic, I kind of had a whole album ready to go. Oh. And so when it kind of did break, there was that, remember that one pause right at the end where everyone's like, hey, it's over. And we all got out. Yeah. I had enough material that I did one weekend at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Yeah, I love that And I that ran, venue. I had a music stand with all my jokes and stories and I ran it for five shows oh and then I, I recorded I the album and yeah. then I put the album up on iTunes amazing yeah I, whoa so I put yeah. an album out during the pandemic okay. which was kind of cool called Homeschooled Homeschooled I, yeah, why, I yeah why not yeah you, you talk about your life right <laughs> so, I swear to God people lit okay. me up they were like you weren't homeschooling you were distance I shot the well, and I, I wonder if I heard some of that material you that heard it night. All. Okay, that was it. It so was really I was at funny. Comedy Chateau was about like um, uh, I forget what it was about having kids at my age and and, uh, and a lot of that stuff. And and Claire yeah. 
having spiders in her bed and coming to sleep in our bed. It's all it was all kid stuff. So Claire is the youngest one. She's the little one. Yeah, Claire. Claire. She's and in f- uh, first grade now. Okay. And, and Hannah's in third grade. I remember, yeah, great ages. Um, fun. Yeah. Wow, fun. The it, best. It, it's actually pretty good ages. Corey except has a couple girls. They are just slobs in the house. It's a disaster. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Everyone little. says boys are slobs. Girls are way messier. Like, you, you know, you really? go, like, a college dorm room, and you would go to, like, a woman's college, like, the bathroom and a... Oh, the bathroom. It's a train The, the, the women's disgu- restrooms and airports oh, everywhere. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You know what? We are kind of disgusting. We really are. Disgusting creatures. You really I are. I don't know why you men like us. No. So wow. Well, some men. Not all men. Better. No. It gets worse. <laughs> it, trust me, it gets... Oh, trust me. Yeah, yeah. It gets worse. Um, <laughs> that's but, what I've been yeah. told, especially women... I mean, I'm so old. I'll be lucky if I'm around by then anyway. Oh, you're so nice. They are, um, yeah, that's what I've heard is that they are uh, the mood the mood shifts. And it's like, we love you, Daddy, to F you, Daddy. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. That, that'll be a whole other album then, right? <laughs> yeah, she's such a smart-ass <laughs> Hannah. Um, homeschooled um, gosh, she, you part know, two. Like, especially being a comic, like you are, you, you know, it rubbed off, and now my daughter's a giant smart ass oh yeah and it's a weapon sarcasm yeah where i have to teach her how to use it we were out front during the pandemic when our neighbors were out you know just hanging out out front or whatever and the the guy across the street is like really good friends with us uh he was he was talking to hannah he's like oh hey hannah how you doing these days and she was six years old and she went wouldn't you like to know oh i love it and he was like what good and i said well i'm sorry and so i made her i made her write a letter that said I am sorry. I know that comedy is a weapon. I'm, my dad is trying to teach me how to use it properly, and I'm picking and choosing moments. <laughs> so I have to be very – and she was like – I wrote it, and then she had it copied over. But she was like six, and it took her an hour to copy it over. And she said uh, – and at the end, it was like, <laughs> I have to learn how to use it. And, but I, trust me, I will be better, and I will use it responsibly or something. I mean, you have constant material as a result. Is that Because I remember when I saw you that night, I thought, how is it that he's funny right now? No one's funny right now. Because we hadn't we, – we didn't have the, the stage. Well, it's, to, it's tragedy plus time. You know, it's just anger. It was, uh, I mean, but stage time is stage time, but is it, (laughs) but is is it because, you know, you, you just had so much material from the experience and, you know, because you you didn't really Uh, seem to suffer from that lack of stage time. Well, you know, what's funny. It's really, it's so funny you say that because I've been thinking about that lately because, you know, since the album came out in September, I haven't got on stage. That's crazy. And everyone's like, hey, have you been on? I go, no, I don't really have anything new. And they were like, and I, with the kids, I don't want to drive across town for three hours to do 20 minutes. Like, the Laugh Factory is the only place where you're like, yeah, okay, I can do 20. But a lot of sets, a lot of other rooms you'll do, it's like, hey, we got you booked. You're doing eight minutes. I'm like, I'm not driving across town away from my kids for three hours for eight minutes to do stuff from an album that's already out. Like... I'm, I'm writing new stuff, and so I'm trying to put out another album. And so I'm going to start getting up again. But for the last three months, I haven't gotten up at all. That's great. So you believe in that philosophy, absolutely retire the material after it's out. Oh, no, no, no. If I, like, I had a couple gigs. If I'm getting paid, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll destroy that hour. Yeah, I'll, that's, I'll that's what, yeah. I'll crush it. But okay. to, like, you know, a lot of people need that 
I see people where I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You're like shooting a movie 12 hours a day. You're jumping up three sets a night. I mean, at it's, some point, I'm like, I don't need to work that hard. It's, I don't know, uh, addictive maybe? Some people, something. they are. And I used to be like that. Like before I had kids, I would definitely go hang and try to jump on. Like that was the fun. Like half the fun was having drinks with the other comics. I mean, that yeah. really is the allure of it all. Um, and then crushing in front of your com- your buddies and that's having- for me. That's yeah, all what right. It's about. Yeah. And the then- last thing I want to do is see comics, but well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But uh, it depends. But it depends on which comics. It, does. it depends it on does. which comics. But you always there's a couple Some- friends, and there's you oh, know the, sure. the hangout and the yeah. cronyism is really a big allure of that. But when all of a sudden, like this week, I actually worked on a movie and I shot nights. Okay. And so we went in at like 8, and then I got out at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then I got up at 6.30 to make breakfast and get the two kids to school. And so I did that two nights, and then I was like absolutely destroyed. How in the world would you go do a tight 8? But people do do that, and I'm always shocked. I mean, I see people who are such work, in in a positive way. And it really does take, if you want that tour bus and you want to sell out, you know, like Joe Coy is a destroyer. But he loves that. He just does it all the time, and I'm in awe of what he. And when I watch him, like just you're like he's doing cooking shows. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like, as soon as I have enough money, I just want to go play some golf and sip some wine with my friends. I don't want to. I don't want to. There's something to be said for that, though. Mm. Balance, and you're living life while it's happening. You're not letting it. You know, pass you by while just going yeah. for the dream, going for the dream. Like you, you got married, you had kids. I did. You have wine. Yeah. You know how to golf. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know. So where some people have, I'm, I'm lazier. Nothing. I think I'm lazier than than others. I, some people I, are. Just, I call it balance. Well, I never needed that much. I, well, I never needed any money until I had kids, and that, then I started. Yeah, it's so funny. I never put an album out until I had kids. And then somebody was like, you know, you can make money off sound exchange. I was like, well, I I have 18 hours of material. I should probably record some of this. And so I cut one album and then I cut the next one. And now I'm just going to put out an album a year and try to make sound exchange passive money, I guess. Well, it's funny because I reached out to you. I put my album out as well, but I did it all wrong. I just did it very. It's so so crazy. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. Um, Whether like the record labels or not. I produced it, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people told me to do that. Like and they had luck with that, so it is one mm-hmm. of those things of like it is a uh, I don't know the right answer. It was funny, you know. I was talking to somebody and they were, you know, you see like Billy Joel back when his first few albums came out, right? And the first few albums like were multi-million platinum selling yeah. albums, and then you read like Billy Joel's declaring bankruptcy, like he's broke. <laughs> oh, really? And then you know who's really rich is the guy who signed Billy Joel yeah. to the record contract. You know, it's the old payola thing or something. And so the artist... So a lot of my friends who are comics are like, do not uh, give it away. Ah. Own the rights to it. But the question is then how do you get it played on... Exactly. How do you get it on Sirius? Are you on Sirius? It is on Sirius a lot. But I put it out through... um, It was through Comedy Dynamics who kind of did me right. But we split everything and it's through Larry the Cable Guys. I hear really good things about Comedy Dynamics. I've had good luck with them and they're cool, but um, it is a... I don't know. Good. I've had other friends who got their stuff on Sirius and own it, and they I think they get way bigger checks than I do. Okay. So I, I, I have to contact I them, I was, too. I wish I was better. <laughs> the only way we learn is I by doing was, it and making mistakes. I know. I used to go. I made some mistakes, and now I'm going to, you know, next yeah. time, because I want to do another album Everyone who soon. had Comedy Central deals, they were, like, paying very little money. 
but the goal was to get on there was kind of like having a ticket punched and stuff. And so I kind of didn't. They go, hey, you, do you have you know a half hour to do Comedy Central or something? And I was like, oh, I didn't want to give away my material for no money. Of course. But you kind of had to. Comedy Central is a big name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you wanted to do it. But, you know, some people, it aired once or twice, never aired again, and didn't really make anything. And then, you know, I think the, I think the real goal is to just keep putting out more and more material. I mean, those are the people who are the most prolific, prolific. people. Yeah, you, you have to be, be prolific. prolific. <laughs> I mean, I, did, I think I did live on my first hour of material for so long because I would do a show and I'd go, well, nobody here's seen this, you know, and so why not just do this again? Yeah. So I kind of thrived on that. And I, I mean, we know guys who do oh, the do we exact ever? same hour from like 20 ever? years ago. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we know them. And it's, so the question is... <laughs> Corey and I are looking at yeah, each other. We, we have them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of used mind. to be that guy, I think, more so. But it was yeah. more of like uh, laziness where I was like, well, I didn't. I lived in a rent control apartment in Santa Monica. I, had, I owned okay. my car and... I was mm-hmm. always working acting, so I didn't really care. Yeah. And then I had two kids, and I started to care. Yeah, you have <laughs> You're to. You're like, where's the money? Yeah. Yeah, you have so to like, it is. shift your It's paradigm. a tricky business to make money in. And now, you're, I mean, the goal is really it's followers. Everyone's like, how do you get in the business? I go, <sighs> become it, famous, man. Isn't it just so disheartening, <laughs> yeah. though? It's disheartening. Because it's yeah, really just... It yeah, and I don't even want to start. I mean, I, I'm sure that that's just a um, a, a yeah. derivative. I don't want to be on TikTok, but I, this, I have friends know? who are huge social media influencers, and you know they work really hard at it. They do work really hard, and they're making a living. And so they're making God a living. Them. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not my. Uh, Honestly, I can't fault anyone who can figure out how to make money in this business. Absolutely. Absolutely not. So, okay, tell me how, uh, you know, just differentiating album from special. Like, you you would rather have put out an album versus special? Well, for me, the special wasn't going to make any money unless you sell it. Like, I I have that last album. I I filmed it, and it's a special. And I could put it up theoretically. I could get it on Amazon or something. But to sell it to Netflix or something, that's not – they're not going to buy my special. But they, you know, but that would be the money. I'd use it to cut it up into clips to make um, content, just social media content. Yeah, perfect. But, um, perfect. Okay, so it just kind of came down to what was the most productive use. For me, the way to make money is to get them on to SiriusXM yeah. and to play the bits. Yeah. So they're like individual songs. I actually, for the next one, I'm trying to make it so each one is like exactly three minutes and 30 seconds long, like an, like a song and have them come out in that format. But I don't know. Because a couple of my bits in this last album were like, you know, one was nine minutes long. I had to cut it in half. Oh, and then, yeah. Do a part one, part two okay. of it. But most of the other ones, I made a concerted effort to boil it down. It has to be over three minutes, but it has to be like, you know, you don't want it too long. I have mater- my album dropped in uh, 2020, and I have material that did not age well just from 2020. Of course. Politically. Do, do you have any of those issues? I don't do any of I it. mean, nope. Well, I really I, try to write evergreen. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I just I had a bid on Ron Jeremy, you know, so that obviously didn't age well. Um, <laughs> so it's not really like <laughs> it is. It. Yeah. It, it, it's not that my I'm, I will tell I'm you not though. a topical comic, so, but just so much is. Happening now. What happened to Ron Jeremy? Ah, uh, he just got. I mean, are we really surprised? He got caught up in some Me Too stuff. Really? You think Ron so, Jeremy <laughs> wouldn't be caught up in Me Too? 
I mean, I kind of. I think, <laughs> Are we really surprised? Really, no. he's a Ron. Ron Jeremy's a dirtbag. What? <laughs> he's not a wholesome fellow. So he. It was something about <laughs> sexual assault, right? It was. Yeah. From a porn from one of the most famous porn stars, male porn stars in history. Oh, I. Oh, it was male. Well, he's male. Oh, oh, I, oh. Okay. Yes. No. He he's was. Male. He's yes. got a, I mean, he's got a third leg. Apparently, there were. Yeah, there the were. I've, apparently, yeah. like. Which oh, okay. Is, yes, I can confirm. Yes. I mean, to, I, to his credit, <laughs> when you look like that and you're that guy, you oh. you would be like, yes, I'm a horrible, disgusting human being. But take Gander at what I got. Like, look at this weapon. You know, look at my flute. We were talking about people who can figure out how to make money. He yeah. figured out how to make his fortune. Off know? of that, he really has no other skill. But for somebody to be assaulted by him, it's like I always equate it to the same when somebody gets hit by a train. <laughs> you're like, you were on the tracks. Yeah. If, like, Your if head the train was left on the, the track. tracks you and were, hit you, you took that's a nap. the train's fault. But um, if you got hit by a train and it was on tracks, you're you're an idiot. But, <laughs> so if you're if you're We're with Ron Jeremy and oh. something happens, it was a, you got hit by a train. I hope this podcast gets large enough and popular enough where this is actually going to be a problematic segment. Like, Wait, is that problematic? Because we're talking about like the the victim could now oh you know that. Isn't it bad we live in that world where it's like I, I, so, uh, I don't know. No, no I, I hope not. Two kids, I hope, right? Any press is good press. So this weekend, my daughter lost. Uh, she lost in the first round of the playoffs. There was like eight mm-hmm. teams or whatever. It was amazing. They made the playoffs. They were a year younger than everybody else, and so they did great. So they made the Are playoffs. Are you coaching now? What? Are you coaching? I'm coaching. Oh, kids this soccer. is so yeah. great. Oh, it's fantastic. So Oh, I, I love was, how we go I Ron Jeremy to coaching kids soccer. I was more destroyed than she was. <laughs> when they, they, it feels like a natural progression. She, oh, um, your, your glass is empty. Yeah. How dare me. <coughs> All right. she, um, I love how you bring me on a drinking show and you don't even drink. <laughs> I am drinking. I just can't keep up with you. No, just kidding. No, not very few I'm, people I'm, can. I'm joking. She, um, you are Irish. When they lost the game, she couldn't care less she was like we the coaches and i were ready to put our fist through a wall we lost by one goal they had hit a post uh my daughter actually just barely missed one i was like oh god couldn't pull it together and so the other coaches and i were buyers like but the girls couldn't care less they were like where's our snacks that's all they cared about Aww. what's for snack where's the candy and but then we did get in the car this past weekend and she's like well am i am i gonna get where's we didn't get trophies and Aww. i said you lost you, well, I'm not no confused. Trophy, Do you get a trophy? And she was like, well, I was told we would get trophies. I was like, Second I place? was told we would get trophies for eighth place. She wasn't oh. even in second. They, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. And she was waiting for her trophy. And she was kind of tearing up. And oh. I was like, and I feel like shiny. that's the generation of kids we're creating where it's like, you know. My boss yelled at me and made me feel uncomfortable. What did you did you do the job? Well, no, I didn't get it done the way he wanted to. But but he yelled at me and I didn't think it was cool. I think we're creating this generation of kids that are like you. You totally agree, Corey? Right? But wait, who's creating? Like what generation? So you're Gen X, right? So it's the Gen Xers kids that are, that's creating this uh, glass child. Essentially, yes, pretty yes. much. They are, yeah. What, why? Why is that? Or why do you think it's the gen? Parent? Well, everything. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be so even, and we're all gonna get a fair share. And we're all gonna. It's not how life works, man. Yeah. Life is vicious. It's gonna be tough, and it it's bad. It goes hard. Right. It goes really hard I mean, on people, and it's and you're all of a sudden you're like yeah. you know, and you're like, where's my trophy? 
<laughs> you're like, you're not getting one, dude. You was... haven't done anything with your life. Well, <laughs> get your shit together. That's He's what I tell seven. them all the time. Get your shit together. Seven-year-old. And then maybe you well, might succeed. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I well, mean, did you snap out of it for I... sure. I No, man. I was on my own, first of all. Very independent. At the age of four, you ran away from home. I mean, I was on Grew my up bike. in a circus. I would disappear for hours. No one even cared. No one was like, oh, well, what? You know, no one's ringing the cowbell for me. I mean, just, My mother had a cowbell. Yeah, we had a cowbell. She and rang would, it at five. Yeah, be home at yeah, five. Remember, nobody even rang the cowbell for you. They didn't care. They were like ring it for everyone but Sarah. Well, I know you're damaged. Just, let, let's and just you know hope, how I know let's, you're damaged. Let's, let's just hope she stays out. And, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she won't come back. I know for a fact that you're damaged because because I'm a comic. Uh, you're a comic. <laughs> we're all damaged. Otherwise, we wouldn't need we wouldn't need the approval of someone laughing at us on stage. I kind of have. That's why I also haven't been on stage that much. I just don't I don't know I reached the point where I was like I don't need it I love it I want to get back out you know I have to I have to do I am one of the addictive are you comics and um, I was just telling Corey I had an emotional week last week just some personal stuff that happened and my only well, I, my, I was hoping it was personal otherwise if you were emotional over just non-personal yeah, exactly stuff, I, I, I do that too sometimes um, I cry at movies cry at you know uh, my Instagram posts well I cry I went um, to Encanto cry. last week and sobbed like a little girl <laughs> I, I, my I'm daughter emotional. sat next to me she looked up she's like why are you crying I go oh, it's no, sad I, 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 I cry very easily right I okay, cry. what? I'm ah, a huge I, I, me too. My wife's not. I wasn't always. I'm just a flood of tears these days. Oh. Okay, so it must go in spurts. My with, wife's like stone in a I'm like, well, somebody like has literally. to be in the relationship. She's probably thinking she has to do it That's for balance why. for the She's kids. The She's got to keep it together for the kids. <laughs> but but my going on stage was my only solace last it week. It is my therapy. It's, it's oh my goodness. As soon as I get up there, as soon as I have that mic in my hand, I'm like everything's okay. Yep, everything's I feel the same way. Okay. Um, and I do need to get back up. It's been it's been too long, and over the years, I've always kind of used that as my. Actually, that's how I kind of get into the parenting influencing because now I have a show called The Parents Lounge. Okay, I saw that. And so, but that was born out of all this parenting stuff. So yeah, we we host parents, and basically we drink as well. It's, okay, it's hardcore excellent. drinking on a Tuesday night. Well, you get all that wine from your buddy, so you gotta drink it. So you gotta go through it. Somehow. Definitely, definitely come find us at the parents lounge if you have kids, because we'll make you feel better about your life choices. Uh, but it started because when we first had kids, I was beside myself, and I did a show at the Federal Bar, and I got on. I didn't have any jokes, and I got on stage with a mic and just started like almost tearing up, like. Mm. ranting about having a new child I was so exhausted uh, and this woman who worked for Disney and Babbel came up and was like you should write for us you should write some parenting look blogs look at that and so I kind of fell into that and wow. then that turned into a Father Time podcast and then the Dadlands podcast and now okay. we just do we included moms now because we realized we were just we needed some woman uh, point of view so this is your only podcast right now yeah we just do the okay. parents lounge my buddy parents Jason lounge. Gowan and I Claire Kramer comes on you'll have to uh, come on and, oh I'd love and you to can talk about I'll what it's like wine. to be you definitely that's, I mean, you need one <laughs> to, to not have kids and talk about what it's like to not have kids <laughs> every now and then we'll have somebody on who doesn't have kids to go like hey what was your weekend like well, let's, what was your weekend like Sarah oh I mean what'd you do all weekend i played all weekend what'd, like what'd you do like talk, talk, I, I talk mean, me through it so friday you, know, you fr- worked friday i did some i finished did a set work. yep i finished work went to the comedy show i went to I, w- I went to the gym the gym after sure. work i oh, worked out every day like? did yoga gym? what are the gyms like these <laughs> days <laughs> you know i decided to treat myself to a really nice luxury gym 
So I, because I, because I, 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 I love to work out. Is it equinox? I'm, I know that's really annoying to hear, but is I'm one equinox? of those people. Like, it's equinox. Of yeah. course, I was before I got married. Yeah. I was equinox, and this, uh, half the fun it's, was the scene of like it's, it's kind gonna, of a scene. I'm gonna do a treadmill, yeah. a smoothie, and then just chill. I do, yeah, and I of hang course. out in the courtyard. Of course you do, you know, and I oh, do. Man. I talk on the phone. I call Corey, <laughs> and I'm, I, I talk to the, you in that courtyard for hours. Are the equinox. muscle boys all over you? Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mind it. Have you been dating guys from Equinox? Uh, I've, I crush on a few and vice versa, I think, but no dates. No. Just, okay, well. Just non date crushing? What's well, that about? I just am not sure. Step up and get some action done. I am just not sure what they look like without the mask. You have to wear your mask oh. in the gym, and I just I don't know what's say, under there, man. Well, you, you can see <laughs> The body else, looks though. good. You can see the body. <laughs> but what, what if they lower their mask and it's just well, like. Well, just when you go on a date, just say. Just say <laughs> Well, you go put the mask back on until the lights are out. And then when the lights are out, the mask comes off. Just keep that mask on, baby. Somebody needs to invent, like, a clear plastic mask for the gym so you can see the face. And you go, it would, they would fog it up, obviously. But it would be clear so you could go, oh, no, not right. Well, they were saying that, yeah, because people are, you can't tell that people are smiling. And it also happened for us comics when we were performing, you know, when people, the audience, there's nothing worse than a masked audience, you know, that you can't even see if they're, if they're, yeah, they, yeah, they have you, to, you, you look for the shoulders honestly, and you that, look for the, the that eyes. That also affected my not getting on stage for the last few months about the fact that yeah. the masks were so painful. Even when I ran the album for those five shows in La Jolla, it was at half capacity. And so, you know, it's really, like it takes space. a hit, man. It's really, it's... That's a hard room to fill. And acting's the same. Even the movie stuff, like, nobody, you know, you're just, it, everyone's on guard. And then you're wearing a mask the whole time, and then they rehearse it. You're rehearsing a scene with a mask, like, yeah. hey, tell me what's happening. And everyone's doing their scene and stuff, and then they go, roll camera. All right, pull your mask off. Everybody takes their mask off, they roll camera. Put your mask back on. And it's like, it's so awful. Yeah. Other people, my kids don't, my kids will be in the car with the mask on. I go, Claire, you don't have to wear your mask. She goes, man, I don't care. I'm the opposite. Oh, that's so funny. Like, when I fly now, oh, my God. When you like to wear a mask for 12 hours, I'm like, my nose breaks out. It's like, right? Yeah. my right yeah, the top of your nose. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't want to, I don't want to oh, do it anymore. And, yeah. I'm over it. And, you know, and I did, you know, I, I made a joke that I don't like to hang out with comics. But during the pandemic, it was kind of nice. I missed the green room banter. And so, like, with the mask, I mean, I I was performing in church parking lots with Bill Burr because that was the only place. That's right. You, you remember when everybody was doing – they were just trying – I did a they couple just needed, of outdoor shows. I yeah. Golf course. It was okay. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Did but but people, even outside, they yeah. had their masks on. And and um and these are you know comics that I wanted to like kind of develop right. a rapport with right yeah, like Michael Rappaport and, and but no well they they just no one wanted to hang out in the nope. green room because it was just I mean you know that was like level like red level when yeah. we just we didn't have any answers we didn't we didn't know when this uh, dystopian thing would end it was like you know really, that those were like the the really yeah end. like kind of like the dark days you yeah. know but. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so I'm I'm happy that that's at least I would much rather show vaccination cards than have everybody ma- amassed while we're yeah. While well, we're that's L.A. I mean, the rest of the country doesn't care. Yeah, there's no vaccination cards. I noticed, cards I noticed that. But I, yeah, I went to dinner the other night. And they asked me for a vax card, and I was like, oh, really? Okay. You're from New Hampshire. Yeah, it's yeah, a state. 
Is that it's a state? It's they, a small they, state, they but statehood. it is it is actually a state. I am from New Hampshire. That's right. You read my um, wiki page. I did. I know that you're born on September 14th. That's right. I'm born on September 8th. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so Virgo. because I wanted you in my birthday show at Flappers, I think I reached out. To, or no, you reached out to me after. And I said, "Why aren't I on this show?" Yes, because it was your birthday too, and yeah. now I know. So next year we're going to do a birthday show together. Okay. I'm in. Um, cool. You you heard it. <laughs> yes, Virgo. I like things very orderly. Yes. And uh, I, I have a big thing with symmetry. Like I need symmetry in my in my eyeline or something, or it all falls apart. Okay. Um, I, I guess mean, I'm not. I'm just not... the OCD, or I'm on the edge of the spectrum. I don't know exactly, for, but <laughs> yeah. For, for me, everything like, everything needs to be like organized. If I see a painting, that's off. That's tilted that way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and that I, I need a new frame yeah, for that painting that. too. It freaks me out. I'm never gonna unsee that. <laughs> Like, Do I you? need to adjust it? Let's go. <laughs> no. like, I think Which that, way? This way? Yep. Did I fix it? Mm, I think you did. I, okay. Yeah, Excellent. That, yeah. You know, that's how you know there There's was some a... great artwork uh, in this place. That's, cool. that, uh, thank you. The clowns really are... are the, that's they the, really scare the, the shit out of people. I love clowns. Um, but that, that's how you know that you had like a little Should bit of You would have been John Wayne Gacy's dream. He would have, oh, he would, you were like, clown, I, I know, here we go. I know, it really freaks you. Like if like, I could oh, have all clowns, girl, I would. not a boy, but I know. I guess yeah, because I'm a clown. See, I can relate. Oh. I, that's. Did you clown? No, not but I, just, I, I, I feel like a clown. Oh, I have friends who are clowns. <laughs> I really they, resonate. Uh, a sad clown. When I was at Acme, uh, my friend Jonna Tomasis was, uh, and Chris McKenzie were clowns from the school. Oh. Like they went to the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey oh. Clown School. Wow, that's a whole other level of comedy. Right yeah, there. they were like serious clowns. So you were at, at what Acme? I did Acme comedy when I first moved here. Um, well, you uh, had me on your show there. You had a show yeah. there, and that's kind of, yeah, eons ago. I think that's how we met. Maybe, but that was like back in the late fifties, I believe. I <laughs> it was. We no, were that, very that old. ages you. No, it's like you, were, you were like three. I'm a baby boomer. You were three. I am. <laughs> World War Two. I can tell you it stories. Was, oh, it was a good time. Good time. <laughs> um, yeah, I started in Acme, and then. Acme. Um, yeah, and then I started stand-up after that, actually. I didn't do stand-up until, like, my mid-30s, I don't think. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I started when I was, yeah, late. Late yeah, yeah. in life. Late yeah. 30s for me. Yeah. Um, but what brought you... So, when you were you were raised in New Hampshire, and did you know you wanted to be an actor? No. I mean, I think I did. I don't know. Everyone, it's funny, people from my high school, I was like, oh, we knew you would do that. I was like, really? Because I went to the Navy. I was a Navy lieutenant. I went to I was so ROTC impressive. through college. I went to the Navy wow. after. And then I got out. I was in San Diego and I got out. And I, uh, my friend was in an improv group. And he's like, you should come. You're funny. And uh, I always was. I was always pretty funny. I was always had that smart-ass uh, attitude. And then um, I, wor- I first couple jobs I got in San Diego out of the shoot. I just got a commercial on Silk Stockings, Renegade. Oh, yeah. Vanishing Sun. I did all those two Siegel shows. And then I was like, I'm moving to L.A. I was like 30 years old. Wow. And people were like, what? And I said, I'm moving to L.A. and be an actor. They're like, you're crazy. And I didn't know anybody. I got a car and I moved up here. And, but, uh, but that was enough validation. That was a, really a smart move. Because if you were booking yeah, in San Diego, you're certainly going to gonna book in LA. I didn't know what LA. I wanted to do. No, no, I didn't work for two years. It was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Well, you had to make your bones. I had, right? to, make my, I had to kill a guy. Lieutenant. That's why you never went back. You're no, AWOL. With my sword, I killed a dude <laughs> down in Koreatown. And it got, uh, oh, it got scary. It was pretty scary. Then <laughs> I went and did karaoke down there. It was great. Um, do you uh, do you go back to New Hampshire ever? No, you're, so no, very family... seldom. I just did a show back there in September, like the day my album came out in September. I did uh, 
I did a show there, and half of my high school came out, and it was super fun. Isn't that fun? But I hadn't seen them in years and years and years because my parents had moved to Florida, like, before I even graduated college. Oh, okay. So I never went back for, like, Thanksgiving or summer or anything. I always went to Florida. So I hadn't seen a lot of these people in, like, you know, since high school. I'm surprised you didn't do the New York scene as an actor. I was out of San Diego by then, so okay, I came to L.A. I almost went, went to Chicago because I wanted to do Second City. Oh, yeah. And so I, I was going to go that. to Chicago, but at the pro- I was like, I'm way too old. If I go to Chicago, I was doing the math in my head of like, well, I'm 30. If oh, I go there for five or six years to get established there, I'm all of a sudden I'm getting close to 40. I'm, it's going to be trouble. We're so, so I came straight to L.A. and did Acme. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, yeah. And then, yeah, it just kind of started, you know. Everyone's like, "What's a, there's no big breaks. Everything's a little bit of work. I booked a couple of yeah. sitcoms, and then I booked Friends, which was huge. Will and Grace. Will and Grace I recurred on, which mm-hmm. apparently was, a, I think it was supposed to be Josh Dumel, they told me, or something or other. Okay. And he, he literally, it was one of those where they cast it like four hours before it shot. Oh, wow. And Gene Wilder was the boss, and he fires me on it. And I was like, I was terrified. Oh, I remember that episode. And so they yeah. kept bringing me back, and that was kind of yeah. a big validation. And I was doing stand-up, and I was working a lot, making a lot of commercials and mm-hmm. you know sitcoms, mm-hmm. King of Queens and stuff. And, well, back uh, in the day, the blue-eyed blonde worked yeah, a lot in <laughs> commercials. Oh, <laughs> and then My Boys was a big one. And it was my really boys. funny because... Was that your, kind of your break, My Boys? That was the one that really put me on the map. And yeah. said, like, yeah. all right, he's a series regular. But what was really... F- I had booked... Oh, my God. Like, a few years before that, I booked... George Clooney had a pilot on HBO mm. with Frank Langella uh, mm. called Kilroy. And I booked that out Ooh. of nowhere. Ooh. I had to go to HBO, the top floor at HBO. I had auditioned a handful of times. I go to test... Clooney reads with me. He starts improvising. I'm totally tuned in. I rock it. I book it. We shoot it. Everyone at the table reads like, "Quit your day job. Here we go." And I was back bartending like a week later. Like it didn't. Oh. I go it didn't get picked up. Didn't go. Oh. And I was like, "Really? All of the hope that didn't all go. All of the work. All of the and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That did not go. That, that was really awful. And, I bet. and the week before. My boys, I was kind of, I was testing for a lot of stuff that season, and I tested for Todd Glass's coma. Uh, Todd, who's huh. one of my favorite comics. You know Todd? Yeah. He's the best. So funny. No, and I had auditioned I, I a handful of times, yeah. and it was supposed to be his buddy on the show or something, his best friend, and it was a series regular, and it came down to two of us. And I go to test for it, and uh, we sign the contracts, which say exactly, you know, You'll like see exactly the math of how much you're gonna make per episode, oh my and in your head you're like 100 episodes times that. I'm living on the hill. I'm a, I have a mansion on the hill. Like this is happening. <laughs> you're doing the math immediately. And so I walk in the room, and in my head, I, I just was like, I destroyed the room. I just was like, oh my god, I couldn't have done that better. Crushed. Did the scenes. Walked out, called my manager and my agent. I was like, you'll be getting a call in about three minutes. Oh, boy. Booked oh. it. Booked it. You know, left the room. The people were like, oh, Jamie, talking to me or whatever. And uh, I didn't get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. get it. But uh-huh. it's so weird because I was so destroyed. I was like, I, what? I didn't get that? That's insanity. And then... Two weeks later, I tested for my boys. Of course, Todd Glass's coma doesn't get picked up. They Look shoot the that. pilot. It doesn't go. Look at that. Had I booked that, I would have had to pull have had... out of my yep. boys. 
Instead, I end up booking my boys, and then that ran for four years. Yeah. So, you know, you, you see people's careers, and it's like, be. everyone's like, oh, you know, what did you do to, like, dude, you just, it's like surfing. You catch a wave. Yeah. And you do the best you can, and if it pays off, it pays off, and if it doesn't, that's I talk to my daughter all the time, and I'm like, yeah, if you do the best you can, that's all you can do. I can't, yeah. there's nothing else you can do, man. No. How many people do we know in this, this town is, who yeah. are literally the funnest people on earth and they, oh. it doesn't, it doesn't click for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it doesn't. And, and then there's other people who you go, yeah, he's, he's okay or she's okay. They're funny. They're okay. Right but place, it, right it time. clicks. Something it's, happens. It's just, you know, yeah, it's it 99% perspiration, but there's that one magic thing that, that makes it go. And, um, you know. There's a lot of luck in this town. There is. And a lot of high, high, like I had other stuff that was supposed to go that did not go where I was like, wow. I auditioned for Mad TV like three times. Mm. I auditioned for a bunch of other sketch shows for numerous times. People came to see me at Acme one time, like the huge network brass came to see our show, but it was sketches, right? And so all of my sketches were in the second act. And I was talking to them saying, don't, don't leave it in a mission. Of course, they all left it in a mission. Oh, no. So they'd come to see me, but they saw a guy who had a great first act, and he got he ended up getting the job. I was like, you gotta be shitting oh, me. No. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah. Like, little no, things it's... where you're like, here we go. Oh, I guess, oh, no, I guess we're not going. I guess we're not going. It's, it's sort of, you know, I hear so many actors say it's their goal to be a series regular mm-hmm. and I had to and I was one of them at one point it, it was then, a goal it was a then, huge goal of mine. yes yes but then you know at some point we realize we shouldn't have goals that are not in our control yes right and that's you know well, you can. goals should be attainable you know uh, I don't know no I don't I don't know I think it's still a good it's goal a dream I think it's well, still a good goal but it's like listen it's it, Things venture. Like at one point, I was going to do one thing, but all of a sudden, you're going, "No, I'm going to go this." Like I was going to be the road guy who just lived on the road and did stand up. I thought about it, <laughs> but I ended up working too much. I actually burned myself a couple times because I would book a club and then I would, you know, four months ahead of time, six months ahead of time that weekend. But then that weekend, you go in and you book a big TV show, wow. and you have to call the club and go, "I I can't believe this. I have to pull out." from that weekend and then they go no it's no problem we're never booking you again yeah, they get, you are they never ever ever it, it, being booked it, again they don't care what it is and I yeah. I totally understood that yeah and that was like I go but at this point I have to take this over this and so there were so many and I was the king of book like I wouldn't work for three months and then I'd book three shows that would shoot the same week and I'd be like mother I'd have yeah. to turn two down yeah, I've had yeah. a bad run like that. Okay, well, that's that's a good good problem to have, though. At times, you know? but it's super fru- you know it was super frustrating. But I always had that kind of mindset of like you know I'd served five years in the Navy, so to me everything was just gravy anyway. I didn't. You know. I, I would imagine that you you use that 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 background really came into play with this industry. Like you probably have more discipline than the it, than the normal artist. Sh- sure, to a degree. Yeah, I mean, in some ways. But in other ways, I also was like, I just didn't care enough. Like, I wish I cared more sometimes because I didn't. You know, I remember just, I don't want to do that. Before I had kids. Now, once you have kids, you're like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah. But before you have kids, they would call and I'd be like, nah, I'm good. 
no, no, I don't want to do that. Wow, really? Yeah, okay. a bank full of money. So, I didn't care. I lived in a rent-controlled apartment down by the beach. I didn't just, you, I just didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And now, once you have kids, like, right. And then I look back at my friends. Some of my friends who were super successful, they had kids early, and so they never, they never turned anything down. Mm-hmm. They never said no to anything. Look at that. They were up every morning trying look to get work, that. and I would yeah. kind of laugh at them. And now I'm like, ugh. And now I'm an old guy trying to do that. And I'm like, oh, God damn it, I timed this wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh super my funny. God, it's super funny. Um, Kids will definitely uh, motivate you to go out and achieve because you don't really have a – there's no other. And you've you've utilized that as your – I hate to say brand – but your point of view well, as a comic sure. definitely incorporates it is my brand. In dad, your dad. In the same way that before that, my brand was a uh, single guy. Yeah. Because my, all my, all my stand-ups are autobiographical. And so sure. I had a big bit. Be. Like I was trying to pitch shows beforehand. I used to do a bit about I won the marriage pool because I was the last guy married. Everybody put money in, and then the last man standing got the money. And now they all text me, and they're like, ha-ha, jackass. You're like, their kids are already in college. And I'm like, yeah, my kid's in first grade, man. And uh, so it's just, I've always been autobiographical. I just get up. Yeah, I wish I was well, a better joke writer. Like, I, the film I shot this week was with Gaffigan, and we were talking. And I just, oh, I, I his love economy him. of words. Mm-hmm. You know, like, words to laughter the the ratio so is brilliant. off the charts. It's really? like That's a, there's not a wasted word in every joke. No fact. Where I'm more off the cuff. It's more of a persona comedic mm. where I'm telling a joke, but it's this frustrated guy who's trying to get through this thing. And I wish I was better with the words than you know, like Dangerfield or these guys who are just and yeah. some people are just pure storytellers. You know, like Chappelle is just. You can't take your eyes off him, but you know you're not laughing out loud. No, it's it's not really tight. He's more of a philosopher. Yeah, but there's something magnetic. You can't take your eyes yeah, off. Yeah, right. But as far as stand-up comedy is concerned, Brian Regan. For oh, an, for oh, an hour. brilliant! I mean, you you at, the, at some point you're like, dude, I can't take anymore. I can't yeah, keep yeah. laughing. And yeah, he really with all these guys, you know, and so beautiful, beautiful rhythm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm more of a storyteller. I like maybe like a Bert, Bert Kreischer is more of that, where he just okay. He even talked to me when he did his pod, the podcast, and he had said he tried to be like a joke writer. It's not what he does. He gets up and he's Bert. And yeah, he lets you, you it find rip, your own. And he tells a crazy story, yeah. and you're caught up in this dude telling this insane story. He's wildly and entertaining. It's what he does, and it's wildly entertaining. And, and it's him. And it's him. It, no, and yeah, it's that's yeah, it takes when, a minute to yeah, find you. Find you find your point of view. It's like Bert, right. Bert's the same. He's not really. He's more of a an opinionated guy where it's just uh it comes flowing out in a way and then the twist is always so brilliant and and you don't he forget him it. i mean first of all no. he's not wearing a shirt i mean oh come shirt. No. on i mean we were, a, i was talking to gaffigan i was like no. how how much longer can he do this is he gonna be like 70 <laughs> years old on a tour and go like take a shirt off? i was telling him i honestly i don't know if i'd recognize him in a shirt like if i saw him on the street and he had a shirt on i would go like is that is that Kreischer? Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. even know what he looks it's, like. Uh, yeah, that he's just, he kind of, you know, that was brilliant. I also, like, some people have, like, their trademarks, and I never really, my trademark was always, like, people usually, you know, like, sport coat in a time, like, no. The problem is you establish something, and then that's the problem. Yeah. Because the days, like, Bert does it, maybe he, some days he's like, man, I feel really bloated today. Ah, oh, I gotta take my shirt off. Like he has no. Like what's he gonna and do? People are waiting. Yeah, and they like, all cheer. He, what if he did a show and he doesn't take his shirt off? And people are like, we want our money yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. You gotta take that shirt no, off, gotta, brother. Yeah, no. But if if it's interesting how things will uh, 
will will go that you don't like my first special was called RVs and Cats. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. It's about my journey traveling in an RV. I mean, literally, with you cats. know, with, with cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, now my next special that I'm working on, it's going to be called uh, Apartments and Cats. Sure. <laughs> there are cats I in here, I, right? Yeah, there is. One. I can tell. Yeah, one. I'm allergic to cats. Oh, are you? I'm a little bit, but, I sh- you know but what? the I one's need, helping. But I need to write in the, you know, in the in the booking letter that, that I have a cat. I need to do well, that. Well, you're probably. a single female comic. Okay. I, there okay, was, There now. was a 98% chance right, there was a know, cat in this room. Okay, so I just That uh, can't be just you, me. Okay, do you know Eliza Skinner, the comic? Uh, I know of her. She, I don't uh, know Right, her right. She, and she's a writer, and I saw her at the comedy store, and um, uh, she did a bit about how it, all it takes for a single woman, all it takes is one cat, just one cat, and you're a crazy cat lady, you know? And she said the irony is... It's the dogs, the people with the dogs that are more eccentric because the dogs are exponentially higher maintenance than the cats. Couldn't agree more. So it's just the I irony, totally you know. Agree. I but, wouldn't. But yeah, I would. I wish my daughter wants a cat so bad. Hannah wants a cat so bad, and the woman across the street is <laughs> a cat. They're so easy. They're so easy, and I totally agree, except for the fact that I am allergic to cats and not really dogs. I wonder why that is. Uh, just well, all of a sudden, if I'm like, I remember dating. Huh. God, I dated a couple girls over my life uh, who had cats and I <laughs> really liked them oh my gosh this one girl I really liked and we went on a couple dates and we had such a great time and I was like wow I really like this girl and then one night I went back to her apartment and there were cats and I was like that's it that's it that's the end well, of she, that. well she had more than one huh <laughs> yeah, yeah. no she wasn't even crazy cat woman at all she was totally cool, but you walked into her apartment. I was like, "You couldn't take." I, the... All of a sudden, my throat started closing, and I was like, "Oh God damn it. man!" And here's how much I liked her. We still went out for like another year, even though she had cats. And I was like, "Maybe, I, maybe I could get over this. Maybe I could get over this." But I couldn't. So it wasn't for me. It wasn't about the crazy cat. I, you're right. Cats are way easier than dogs. Yeah, that's the irony. It was such a clever bitch. Talk about Super a good, funny. good joke Super writer. Super funny. And yes, yeah. I totally agree. Except that cats, I'm allergic that's, to cats. Like well, they light me up. Well, we will. And my daughter wants a cat so. We'll badly. alleviate you from. We a... have a puggle. My wife had a puggle. Oh. And he d- it doesn't bother him. Pug's like half pug, half beagle. Oh. So we have a dog. Puggle. He's like 17. That's and he cute. Just oh, that's an old. He that's... just won't die. It's he's wow. hanging on. I Every morning I go out to old. take him out, and uh, he like looks at me, and I go, Yeah, oh, all right. I guess we're doing another day. All right, here we go. <laughs> I guess I guess this isn't over yet. This is still happening. Okay, here we go. Oh. And he comes out, and he's, oh, he's, he, he stumbles out. He can't oh. see. He has cataracts, and he can't. He, he can barely hear. Like, his head's, like, looking up and turning around, and I'm like, Max, Max, I'm over here. He's like, what? And I almost have to hold him and, and kind of take him out. Oh. He just, he won't say goodbye. What do we do for our pets? Well, that's going to be, yeah. That's, that's It won't hard be. One. I don't think so. Are you, I, like, it's not when, like, if it's a good life lived... Like, my mother lived to, like, 95 years old. And, yeah, of course we were sad. It was the end of an era. But we were also like, you know what? That's a win. That was a win. That life was a win. So to us, you know, I get it. Your mom, is that what you said? When she was 95. Your mom was 95? Yeah, my mom was 95. She had, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. 94. Wow, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Old, yeah, you had much older parents. I did, way older. Yeah, way older parents. they started, so maybe uh, we're that's Irish why you Catholic. started so late. They had six yeah. kids over 20 years, Okay, and I was the last. Uh, there you and go. And I was a huge surprise. The next one was seven years older than me. Wow. And so I always grew up, I always say I, I grew up as an only child of six. 
because by the time I came around, all the other kids were kind of up oh. and gone. And so oh, I did, I kind yeah. of grew up as an only child, even though I had five yourself. siblings. Yeah. Wow. So and are, are any of them entertainers? None. So you're the an one. Admiral. He was an admiral in the Navy. Okay. So everyone kind of. I was the, f- I mean, I grew up in New direction. Hampshire. I didn't know acting was a career. I didn't think, I didn't know yeah, you could do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do a joke. I'm from that. Where my my father thought John Wayne fought in every war through history, and I was like, "No, he's an actor, Dad. Those are movies. Those are not documentaries." Yeah, like how do those people get yeah. in that box? That but now my kids box. are growing up in a you know in a in a town at a school with other parents who are actors, and you know, and they are growing up in this world of like, like we'll just make a movie about it. Wait, what? Like they talk, yeah, this is their life now. It's their lifestyle. Yeah. YouTube so people and... call me all the time and are like, um, they go to your kids act and I go, not, not if I can help it. Yeah. A, cause I would never want anyone to have to go through, but if they did, I would support them, but I, you know, try to talk them out of it first. <laughs> uh, but I always say they're offer only there. That's it. If you call them, yeah. they'll do the job. If you pay and you offer, we'll come. No more self tapes. I'm not driving them out for, for a go see <laughs> okay. in Highland park. Right. Is what I'm saying. So Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Prior to COVID, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, remember all those in-person auditions? Because stuck on the 405 I kind of missed hour. that. I was talking to a friend the other day, and the problem was I'm, I'm better in the room than I am probably on film. Yeah. So I, a lot of times I book jobs because I was good in the room. Yeah. And you don't get that anymore. Yeah. They literally judge you, you solely part. off. And I'm like, well, right. shit, if you're going to judge me off my acting ability, we might be in trouble. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah, there's there's good and bad. And I, so, I like that you can do like 100 takes and they don't know. That's it. And so <laughs> the memorization is way easier because I'll memorize it a little bit. And then, yeah. you know, my friend and I will run it a handful of times before I, I nail it and then send it out. But, yeah, when you otherwise... You get one take. You, you walk get, into a room get, yeah. and you better go uh, come guns blazing. Well, you're because... obviously the one take wonder. No, God no. I've just no, had a no jillion more auditions. On your, on your IMDb, it's really impressive. But and the you math also... is the math is not impressive. Well, <laughs> for anybody, you know, I don't think right. He Has just can't take like a compliment. <laughs> it's like it was like I, I don't even know how many credits I have, but whatever it is, it's a lot, like a million auditions, a lot. But I know, I know, you know, a, a lot of working actors, and that's just it. It's I the mean, nature. You got you just gotta do your best, put yeah. it out in the ether, and people say, it's... "What's your job?" I and I go, "I'm a professional auditioner." And occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, I get paid for it, but that's the job, and I hate auditioning. But that's like that's the job. Well, you have uh, everyone listening. Check out Jamie Kaler's comedy album, which is um, can be is available on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, at least until a couple days ago. Uh, uh, homeschooled everywhere. So. It's called Homeschooled, but definitely come if you're a parent. Please come find the Parents Lounge the Parents on Facebook Lounge. or YouTube or Twitch, and we do a live uh, weekly uh, podcast. Where Excellent. we bring, we've had like Larry the Cable Guy, Richard Marks, Josh Wolf, Miles Gibrani, a lot of dad oh, I love Josh. are in and yeah. doing it and stuff. So yeah, and uh, and you also, I mean, you could still catch you on Tacoma. I mean, that's Tacoma still FT, running. they got picked yeah. up for a new season, so hopefully Excellent. I'll be back. I do a Excellent. few episodes every season. As Congratulations, the cop. Um, I just shot a movie called Collide with Jim Gaffigan and Ryan Phillippe that's coming out. Wonderful. Uh, the movie I did for Lifetime, List of a Lifetime, just got nominated for a People's Choice Award. Ah, oh, congratulations. Today. I mean, it has yeah. nothing. Look at all this absolutely activity. Absolutely nothing Look to do with For the professional me. auditioner. <laughs> nothing. For I'm barely in it. For a professional auditioner, that's, that's a pretty hefty list that you just... And so, then um, shows, I guess. Yeah, just yeah. Come, come find me and uh, I'm starting to get back up and do live shows again. And he's really funny. 
Aww. Really, really funny. Sometimes. And he, and he has a good palate. Somebody tell my wife I'm funny, will thanks. you <laughs> Well, thanks for stopping by. It was really nice catching Super up. Super fun. Thanks. Nice yeah, I appreciate like, it. Thanks for the wine. I'm sure my, uh, it's awesome. going to be fun driving around for the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, he's not going to get in the car. <laughs> I arranged a car service. Okay, thanks, everyone. Drinking During Business Hours is brought to you by Foley Food and Wine Society, celebrating three of life's biggest passions, world-class wines, exquisite food, and amazing experiences. To find out more, go to foleyfoodandwinesociety.com.